You are listening to a podcast from Influence Church. We hope it encourages and empowers you to make a difference in your world for the kingdom of God. For any more information, visit our website, influencechurch.co.uk. Enjoy the message. Those are just for free. That wasn't even what I meant to be speaking about. The disclaimer this morning is this. I'm going to get loud. Okay, I'm going to get loud. For, forgot what got, It's even on screen and stuff. So if you need to prepare yourself with getting someone else's hand to cover your ears, whatever that means. But I really feel what God is going to, what God has put on my heart to share today, I can't be I can't, can't be quiet about it. I need to get loud. It's going to get, I'm going to get, ah, I'm going to get passionate. So yeah, it might get loud. Okay. So if it happens, I apologize. So have you, have you ever misread something or you misheard or you've missed, uh, you kind of miss, yeah, you're reading the instructions on something and you kind of, kind of skim read it and it goes quite quickly and or you've read it quickly, and then next thing you know, you've now got a, f- a completely burnt meal because you put it on too high for too long, or or you maybe you're kind of like the really weird people that don't read instructions, and then therefore you, when it comes to putting something together, it's all wobbly and rubbish, and or maybe you have been singing a song for I don't know 15, 20 years, and it wasn't until someone points out you actually you're misquoting that, and it actually sounds really weird, or it's a worship song that you keep getting wrong, and you've been theologically out of sync with God for a long time, uh, and stuff. Oh, you've misheard somebody. You know, I uh, I quite like going for a walk at lunchtime, and. Uh, this one route that I do, I see this same gentleman pretty much every day as I'm walking. He's an older gentleman, and it's kind of, you know, when you meet, see someone at the same time, at the same place, I'm taking it as a God opportunity that he wants me to speak to this person. So it's kind of like, hello, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Nice to see you again. Uh, the other day, as we kind of, because we're English, we have that ability to kind of have a conversation as we're walking past each other. Uh, he said, hello, yes, how are you? Yeah, great, fine, I'm by. You're a mile away, and you're still talking. But I, I had my headphones on, and I was... Uh, walking, and all I heard was, uh, he, he came to me and said, I'm going to be 81 tomorrow. My response was, hope so. See you later. <laughs> he, was, he was talking about his birthday. I thought he was talking about the weather uh, and stuff. I wasn't just kind of like a prophet of doom at that moment and stuff. I just clearly just, mis- just misheard what he was talking about. But a significant once for me was uh, something that I read in my Bible recently. And it comes from a place of, you know, there's a restlessness inside me at the moment that, that I'm trying to deal with, with God. And it's, uh, the only way I could properly do it is by putting it pen to paper and sharing about it today. A couple of, uh, couple of days ago on Tuesday, as I was walking, because I like to walk, I was up in the race course in Richmond, uh, just doing a couple of circuits, you know, just praying and worshiping and as I was praying I'm praying about just individuals in church situations that people are going through things in my own life that that for some reason the answer just seems to be we don't know you know I I had the the privilege of doing hospital visits with uh, this one gentleman in church at the moment and the doctors are like we don't know what's wrong and I'm not happy with that 
I'm not happy that the doctors are going, I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's wrong. We don't know why this is happening and why he needs to go to a different hospital and a different ward and a different things. And things in my own life, things with uncertainties, we go into the next couple of months of, of like, like bills and future and things. This is, there's something inside me as I'm walking. It's just kind of like it's erupting to the point that as I'm walking, I shout out, Why? It's going to get loud. It was audible, and it was loud. You know, you kind of shout loud enough that next thing you know, birds are flying off trees, and sheep are scarping all over the way. Luckily, there was no one around. <laughs> Luckily, there was no one around. But just something built up in me, this kind of, this restlessness of why, God, is this happening? Why is this happening to individuals? Why is this happening to me? What is going on? Why is there unknowns in my life? And as I shouted out this why in the middle of a field, thankfully nobody was there, um, God just kind of, he dropped into me the incredible words of Psalm 46. Psalm 46 clearly says, be still and know that I am God. I'm like, okay. So it stops me in my tracks. You know, I stop. I'm still. It's doing havoc with my uh, pedometer app and I'm like, how many steps I should be doing. But I stop and I'm still. I start calming down as I just keep repeating, oh, be still and know that I am God. Be still. I can feel my heartbeat coming down. I can feel faith building. But then a conversation between me and God happens of, God, you know, that's. That's an incredible verse, and I, and I thank you so much for that. And I'm going to, I promise I'm going to try and remind myself of that daily. I'm going to write it down. It's going to be part of my prayers in the morning. Just be still and know that I am God. But God, that's helping me, but it's not necessarily at this moment helping that person I'm praying for. It's not, they, they, they know the scripture, and if they're praying, it's great. But I'm believing for this, for their life, and why is it? happening why are you i can be still but what about them and this patient that's going through just turmoil after turmoil after unknown uncertainty what is going on and god just says well you're misreading you're missing the point you're misreading what i'm saying so with that kind of rebuke rebuke i went home and i read the rest of psalm 46 psalm 46 is an incredible it's an incredible chapter we don't have time to read it all today it's 11 verses and in it, God, we see that uh, the psalmist describes how God's presence is among his people. Anybody need that right now? For God's presence amongst his people, it, it describes how he gives them protection. He gives us confidence. He gives us power. The first three verses say this. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its fruits waters roar, or though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. It's just incredible that even though the world is shaking, it feels like the world is falling and crazy things have happened, God is our refuge and strength. And it goes on and says more incredible things throughout the verses. And then verse 10, he says, God says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted amongst the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. 
And what I realized after reading this and studying this and reading it in different translations, getting different uh, commentaries and, and theologians' thoughts on the scripture, what I noticed was that the other, let's see, the other 10 verses are written by the psalmist as I'm putting God as a third person. God is God. God will do this. God is our refuge. But then verse 10 comes in. And we get to hear the voice of God. He kind of, he pops out. He's suddenly first person. It's, it, he kind of says to it, look, I'm God. Just be still. It's like, you know, God can do this. God can do that. But then that voice comes through and says, God, I am God. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make up a word. It might not be the word that I mean, if, if any kind of English people, your English teachers, people that know English literature or words better than me, has a word for it. Basically, when I read this verse, there was almost a plurality to the, to the, to the word that, or to the verse that as you're reading it, you can take it two ways. Or it's meant to be read, uh, read and spoken in two different ways. I don't know what the word is. I Googled it. It was ambiguous. I don't think that was the word I'm trying to go look at. Uh, there was other words I might. But no, when we look at the word, when we look at the scripture, what I found is it's spoken in two different ways. The first way is this, the way of the loud. God speaks to the situation. God speaks to the storm. The idea here is that, that we should not, should not just stop in the middle of the storm and just stand there in one place. It's that sense of that in the unknown, God comes down or the opposition can stop and be still because it recognizes the grace and the glory and the goodness of God. The best way I can think of it or describe it is maybe you're a parent or a teacher and you've had to break up a fight between two children. Yeah, so I've got two children. They're amazing. But they love each other probably 50, 50 percent of the time. They, they love each other, but they, they love to fight as well. Usually it's over like, I want this toy. That's not fair. Why she got that and I don't? And, and all these different things. And one time they're fighting. And, and as they're fighting and squabbling, all you can do as a parent is just coming to the middle of the fight and go, enough. Stop. And that's what God says at this situation. He says, uh, when you look into the beast still, when you look into the Greek and you f look further back in the root, it means enough. It means stop. It means back off. I'm making that one up myself. Uh, it means just, just enough. So when we're facing situations or when we're facing like battles or, or as the psalmist is reading and like the, the world is changing and we're facing these enemies and, and they seem bigger than us and it's scary, God comes in and says, be still. He says, stop. He says, enough. He says, enough to us for us to stop and stop trying to do it ourselves. But he says to the situation, he shouts to the situation, be still. Enough. Know that I am God. You see, we can, we can read the verse in the context and we can be, oh, that's nice. Be still. Mm, we like that. But that's not the context it's written in. It's written in, in a place where we can hear God's voice breaking through into the situation. 
where something erupts in us and like, God, I'm facing the unknown. This seems unshakable. This seems unmovable. But you, God, you say, be still. You say, be still to the situation and know that it is you are God. It's having that confidence in our life that when something comes up, we can say, be still. You know, when, with my kids as they fight, I'm going to start using the words be still. You know, just because it probably freaks them out a bit more. Like, what, what are we doing? Are we pausing right now or, or, or what? Just enough for them to kind of cool their anger a bit and then I can just fight. It's, it's like, you know, that moment in Lord of the Rings. You know, we're going to get some pop culture references from 20 years ago, people, in this. Uh, and stuff where, where Gandalf is in the mines of Moria and they're, and they're fleeing. And he's get, they're getting chased by the Balrog, Balrog, whatever his big, crazy, flaming beast and stuff. And he turns around and he says to this issue, this problem, and he says, you shall not pass. It's an incredible cinematic moment. And, but then he falls down into the abyss. It's very sad, but it comes back later. Hooray! Uh, and that, but it's that sense there of you shall not pass. It's, it's that ferocity that builds up that we have the saying that we can say, be still. We can say, be still. It says to our situation, enough. It says to our, our thinking, stop. It says to diagnosis, go away. It says to anxiety, uh, be still because I'm God and I am in control. And when God says, and know that I am God, it's not just saying, oh yeah, God, I've got a relationship with God. It's, it's understanding the supremacy. It's understanding the, the greatness. It's understanding that God who created the world is for us, and, it, and we get to call on his name when the situations arise. Be still is not the first place comfort for the harassed, but it's a rebuke to the restless and terminant world. It says, it says quiet. In fact, it says more than quiet. It says to pain, it says to her, leave now. So we can say to anxiety, be still. We can say to sickness, be still. We can say to financial stress, be still. And we can, there's an incredible um, example of this in the New Testament in Mark. In Mark 4, we read the account of where, where Jesus and his disciples, they're on the boat. They're on a boat and they're traveling across the lake and this storm erupts. The storm erupts out of nowhere. Jesus is having a sleep in the boat. And the disciples, they, they start to freak out, see, looking at the storm, looking at the situation, forgetting that Jesus is in the boat. They start, they're, they're, they're kind of start faltering and moving, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? They turn to Jesus. They turn to Jesus and say, Jesus, will you come and help? Firstly, the disciples turn to Jesus. There, there's 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 something for somewhere, someone today. You know, when situations or the storm comes, the disciples didn't just try and pedal faster or harder or just try and get through the storm as quickly as they could. They turned to Jesus. They, they, they looked at Jesus and said, Jesus, we need your help. But then secondly, Jesus gets up. And I don't think he would have kind of just got up and went, right, storm, knock it off, and then go back to sleep. I reckon he, he would have stood up, maybe got to the edge of the boat, kind of stuck his arm out, you know, like that scene from Titanic, 
I'm the king of the world. No, he, he would have shouted with every essence of who he is. It says in uh, Mark 4, verse uh, 35, he says, quiet, be still. And that moment, we read on that the storm dies down and they're able to go on the rest of their way. That same power, that same power and authority that Jesus spoke to the situation in the storm, we get to have that as well. We can say to the situation, quiet. We can say to the storm, be still. We can say to those pressures, enough. We can say to the thinking that we have every night of just those thoughts that kind of cloud us and we can't sleep. We can say, enough, back off. I want to go to sleep. Be still. So be still isn't just... Nice bit of advice to live a contemplative life and just stand there in one place thinking of how good God is. But it's a battle cry. It's, it's something that should um, take up all of our faith and life to shout to the situation, be still. You know, the rest of this week, I've, as I've been uh, walking and praying and, and, and just believing for individuals in church. You know, I've been declaring, you know, be still over that person's life. Enough over that. I'm, I'm believing for this diagnosis over this person. You know, this appointment that I've got, I'm going to say, God, enough, I don't need to worry. Enough, I don't need to think about this. Be still. So, it's in the way of the loud that we can read it one way. Be still and know that I am God. But there's also the second way which is the way of the quiet, where God comes and whispers. God comes and whispers to us. Be still in the way of the quiet is spoken as stop. Stop trying to do it yourself. Look, I'm God. I'm the creator of the world. I'm, I'm the one that formed the mountains and flung stars into the space. Stop. And then it almost comes as a rebuke and a telling off of snap out of it. Stop focusing on that. Focus on me. Focus on God. Stop fighting. Stop worrying. Because some of us, we tend to go to God with how big our problems are. When in fact, what we should be doing is we should go into our problems with how big our God is. God, this seems massive. And God's like, not really. Now, I'm not trying to minimize what you are going through. But in the grand scheme of who God is, in, the, in the, the vastness of space and everything that is happening and God and the world and creation, God, God is greater than it all. God is bigger than it all. God, whatever you are facing, whatever the problem is, God is bigger than what you are facing. Be still calls us to stop doing one thing in favor of trusting God in favor of putting our focus on him, in favor of us putting our, our heart, our faith on God's strength and refuge. How do we do this? How do we, how do we be still before God when the problems or the situations come? The firstly, I think it is that we starve external influences or we starve external fears. We starve external fears like we might be people that don't speak faith into our life. It could be situations. It could be um, situations. It could be environments that don't feed our faith. We need to starve them. We need to step away from them. We need to plug ourselves into people that are going to build us up with life groups. They're going to be there to, so we can do life 
together that we can build each other up. When the storm comes, we can say, you know, God's in control. God's got this. It's starving external fears, and then it's feeding internal faith. Feeding internal faith is how we can be still and know that God is God. It's that personal relationship with God. And how do we do that? How do we do that? Very quickly, I've written a few points of how do we feed our internal faith. I'm going to go quick, so if you're making notes, sorry. Uh, Open your Bible daily. Read, study, daily devotions. Pray without ceasing, as it says in 1 Thessalonians 5.17. Fellowship with other Christians. How do we feed internal faith? Be humble. Serve others. Confess your sins. Love others. Show gratitude. Be kind wherever you go. Don't judge or criticize others. Stay connected to God. Share God's word. Believe God's word. Do God's word in James 1 verse 22. And then listen to God's word wherever you can. Podcasts. Um, yeah, the audio Bible. Just feed your faith. Feed your soul. Get yourself into a life group. We're going to keep banging on about it until everybody in church is because they are so key in us moving forward. But not only just in forward in church, but you growing in your Christian faith. You growing in your walk with God. We starve external fear. That's right, yeah? And we feed internal faith. I'm a firm believer that, you know, a little bit of faith put into action creates greater faith. A little bit of faith that I'm believing for here, and when God comes through and he, and, and he, and he ha- does his way or makes his way or he provides or he comes through, that's the faith that is going to be my platform for me believing for something else, for me believing for something bigger. You know, God, if you can do that, then I'm going to believe for this and this. My faith, what I have now, is different to when I became a Christian 30 years ago or however long it was. Uh, the faith that I'm going to believe for next year, is I, I'm praying, is much bigger than the faith faith I'm believing for now, because we feed our faith, as we trust God, as we say to situations, be still, and as we trust Him, we'll grow. There's this incredible story that some of us have maybe shared on stage before, and it's, it's of a granddad, and he's speaking to his uh, grandson, and he says, and he's teaching him about his grandson about life. And he says, you know, there's a fight going on inside of me. There's a fight going on inside of me. He said to the the boy, it's a terrible fight and it's between two wolves. One is evil. He's anger, envy, sorrow, regret, greed, arrogance, self-pity, guilt, resentment, inferiority, lies, false pride, superiority and ego then continued to his grandson, the other is good. He's joy, peace, love, hope, serenity, humility, kindness, benevolence, empathy, generosity, truth, compassion, and faith. The same fight is going inside of you and inside of every person too. The grandson thought about this for a few minutes, and then he said to his grandfather, which wolf will win? Which wolf will win? And his grandfather turns to him and simply says, the one you feed. The one you feed. So my question here is, what voice are you feeding? 
What voice are you feeding? Are you feeding those voices of doubt, of fear, of anxiety, of worry, of comparison, of sorrow, of regret? Or are you feeding the voice of faith? The one that shows love, compassion, God. God, by his word, accomplishes his victory. By his word, God accomplishes his victory. All we're called to do is trust in the word. Trust in God. Trust in his faithfulness and walk in his way. Storms are going to come. Storms are going to happen. It's inevitable. Just as storms will happen in weather and how we sometimes we plan for the, those storms to come and, I don't know, tying down trampolines and, and like, making sure stuff's away so stuff is getting blown around. Storms will come, and as we're more prepared for the storms, the more that we can trust in God. In order to find security in God, we have to stop finding security in everything else. Nothing in this world will offer us, you, me, the security we have in God. God is our security. So be still. Be still shouts to the situation, back off. And it whispers to us, whispers to you and me, sit down and wait in patience. Sit down and wait. Just in our prayer time this morning, as, just as the team got together in the foyer to pray for the service, Haley brought an incredible just word from God I was wrestling with this message before even I got up to preach. But Haley shared this incredible word about, you know, the storms are coming. But in the storms, God says there's a patch of garden of grass where you can find your security in God. Where, where it feels like devastation's going around, God's there in the center of it all. In the middle of it all, God is there. I just love God was speaking through us all today, through Haley with the message that, you know, whatever you are facing, be still. And say to the problem, God's in control. But say to yourself, God's in control. God's got this. God's got this. So how do we respond to that? My loud challenge is some of you need to get loud. Some of you need to get loud. Some of you have been facing storms or facing issues, and you've just allowed them to batter you. You've just allowed them to, you just take, because you, know, you don't know anything else. You just allow the punches to roll, and this is my life. This is what I've always been as the next storm comes and takes you out. And, and that you need, you need to get your voice back. I really believe that. You know, this week, go find your own wide open space. You can't have mine. Although it's pretty big. I'll be there between a certain time. We, could, we can take it in turns. Whilst these weirdos shouting constantly on the, uh, the, the race course. But there's something about putting a voice to your faith that says, be still. Enough. You know, just walking around sometimes, I'm just saying to myself, be still. This thinking I have, be still. When I can't sleep at night, enough. I'm not going to do that audibly because my wife will hit me. Uh, and stuff, but just that, having that voice, having that word, having that, just 
just that sentence that says, be still and know that I'm God. Let it become just second nature to when storms come. Be still. God's got this. When you've got uncertainty, be still. God's got this. So there's loudness. That's the loud challenge. But in the quiet, in the way of the quiet, when God whispers to us, let's allow ourselves to have moments where we can just stop. Be still and stop. And this is allow God to speak. This is allow God to show His glory in our lives. Let Him to flood our, our minds and our hearts and our soul with the goodness of who He is. For, for Scriptures to come back and make Himself known in our, in our hearts again or, or for Him to remind you of what He has done in your life previously so that can be the spurring on that you need to face day to day and the other storms in your life. So let's right now, let's just be still. We're not going to sing. I'm not going to speak for a couple of moments, a couple of minutes, or what? See what time is it? 25 minutes will do. No, I'm kidding. Uh, and stuff. But let's just stop and allow God to be to. Let's ask ourselves to be still and allow God to speak into our life. If you want to close your eyes, if you want to get a pen and paper, but just before we do anything else, let's stop. God, we thank you for the power of that verse in our life. Be still and know that you are God. I pray, Lord God, is that we will take on board that scripture into our daily lives, into our thinking, into our conversations, into, into uncertainty and unknowns in the future, Lord God. We will just, every day we'll wake up and we'll be like, be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that you are God. I'm going to stop and know that you are stronger than anything that I need to face. That I can just step back and know that you're in control. So now, Lord God, I pray for us all. In this room, in this place, Lord God, 
that are facing storms, that are facing issues, that are facing anything that's just taken our focus off you, Lord God. I pray that you will speak into our hearts again. Be still and know that I am God. Just have your eyes closed just for a moment before we spend a bit more time in worship. I want to give an opportunity for anybody today. For anybody today that doesn't know or have a relationship with God that we've been talking about, that we've been singing about, that we've been worshiping God about. A relationship that says, God, you are real. A relationship that says, God, I I want to... I just... I, I want to spend the rest of my days just in relationship with you. Just, I've tried doing life on my own, and God, I I've just keep hitting walls. I keep getting battered by the next storm and the next storm. But God, today, I put my complete trust and hope in you. It says in the Bible that if we believe in our heart and confess with our lips that Jesus is Lord, then we will be saved. So for anyone at the moment that says yes, you can feel your heart beating. You feel it going faster than usual, maybe God is saying, you know, today's the day. Or for some, it's maybe you've allowed life to come back a bit. You've allowed life to uh, just dictate some of your faith, some of your lifestyle, but you want to say, God, I want to put you first again in my life. If that's you, this is eyes closed. It's only me and a couple of our team with our eyes open. If that's you, just want to raise your hand so I know who I can pray for. This says, God, I want you in control of my life. I want to put my life, I want a relationship with you again. Amen. Yeah, God, I thank you that we can put our hope in you. Thank you we can put our trust in you, Lord Jesus. So right now, Lord God, we say, be still and know that you are God. Come to church, you want to stand? We're going we're gonna to sing and worship again. And as we do, if you know you are facing some unshakable storms, it feels like all you are getting is unsure, unknown, I don't know what's happening, we want to pray for you. We've got our prayer team, we've got life group leaders, we've got uh, uh, members of the leadership team that we don't want to pry. We're not going to ask you what you want prayer for. We're just going to come alongside you and pray for you. So as we sing again and you know you need prayer for some things that happen in your life, please come down into the sides, uh, just sides of the stage and we want to come and pray for you right now. So let's sing. for listening to this podcast from Influence Church. For any more information, visit our website, influencechurch.co.uk. Influence Church, empowering you to make a difference in your world for the kingdom of God.